contention no more struggle no more challenges no more battle because there comes a time where you need to rest from your battle and God said after today you shall rest from your battle the battle of your marriage the battle of your business the battle of your finances the battle of your sickness the battle of your shame the battle of your disgrace the battle of your setback the battle of the pains you don't want to forget God said you will rest from your battle And now, today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Audu, Head Pastor, ICGC Yawa Temple, East Ligon. Father, we thank you for tonight. We bless your name for this service. I pray for all that have connected from everywhere. Thank you for life and for health. In the mighty name of Jesus, I commit myself into your hands and I ask that Lord, you touch me. This leaves of clay and let me speak your word. A word in season to every heart out there, to every being out there. At the end of the day, may we receive healing through your word, restoration, hope, joy, peace in the Holy Ghost. In the mighty name of Jesus. Anything that will try to steal the word, we come against it in the name of Jesus. And may you give us understanding, O God, of your word. In Jesus' name I call it done. Amen. Open your Bibles with me to the book of Second Samuel chapter 9. It's a story about David and Mephibosheth. He said, now David said, is there still anyone who is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? I'm using the New King James Version. And there was a servant of the house of Saul whose name was Ziba. So when they had called him to David, the king said to him, are you Ziba? He said, at your service. Then the king said, is there not still someone of the house of Saul to whom I may show the kindness of God? And Ziba said to the king, there is still a son of Jonathan who is lame in his feet. So the king said to him, Where is he? And Ziba said to the king, Indeed, he is in the house of Micaiah, the son of Amir in Lodiba. Then King David sent and brought him out of the house of Micaiah, the son of Amir from Lodiba. When Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, had come to David, he fell on his face and prostrated himself. Then David said, Mephibosheth. And he answered, Here is your servant. So David said to him, Do not fear. For I will surely show you kindness for Jonathan, your father's sake. And he will restore to you all the land of Saul, your grandfather. And you shall eat bread at my table continually. Then he bowed himself and said, What is your servant that you should look upon such a dead dog as I? And the king called to Ziba, Saul's servant, and said to him, I have given to your master's son all that belonged to Saul and to all his house. You therefore and your sons and your servants shall work the land for him and you shall bring in the harvest that your master's son may have food to eat. But Mephibosheth, your master's son shall eat bread at my table always. Now Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. 11. Then Ziba said to the king, according to all that my lord the king has commanded his servant, so will your servant do. As for Mephibosheth said the king, he shall eat at my table like one of the king's sons. Mephibosheth had a young son whose name was Micah. And all who dwelt in the house of Micah were servants of Mephibosheth. So Mephibosheth dwelt in Jerusalem for he ate continually at the king's table and was lame in both his feet. Amen. I started last week by telling you that Mephibosheth at the age of five with the challenge that came over to his family, 
He lost his grandfather Saul in a battle who fell on his own sword and died. And lost his own biological father, Jonathan, in that battle. And then he lost his uncle, Makisha and Abinadab. They all died that very day in battle. They all fell and died in battle. And when they died in battle, there was a lot of challenge. And out of the challenge, there was more like looting and challenges and everything in the family. So the best they could do is the nurse who attends to him decided to take this little boy to escape so that he will be able to preserve the life of the child. Unfortunately, in their haste as they were fleeing, the child fell from the hands of the nurse and broke his legs. He was not born lame, but circumstances made him lame. He was not born paralyzed, but situation paralyzed him. In life, there are things we never anticipated would happen to our life. And wisdom of life has taught us and continued to teach us, if not directly to us, but even in the life of others. It has taught us that this life is unpredictable. You cannot be able to ascertain and to be able to be sure of where life takes you. We are like a plank. We sit on the surface of daughter. As the water blows, it takes you to a place. If somebody put it in, he said, we are like pencils in the hands of the Lord. And whatever he chooses to write with, that is what we become. We all, in as much as possible, always will try to avoid certain things. But sometimes you have no control over the life and the things that sometimes come to you. If we all have our choices, we will choose what our battles will be. We will choose the things that should come to us. But as far as life is concerned, we have no control over the things that happen to us. The only thing we can do is to how we approach it. So in life, we can fall and get broken. Broken through relationship, broken through disappointment, broken through loss of job, broken through loss of loved ones, broken through all kinds of issues. But what God expects from us is that when we get broken through all of these things, we should not dwell on what made us got broken, but we should rather dwell on what we can do to be able to keep us going. As long as we are in this race of life, we will have challenges. Bible says that the writer shall fall seven times. And seven times it shall rise up again. Seven times it shall rise up again. What it simply means is that when we go through challenges, when we go through stress, when we go through things, as they happen to us, no matter how we look at it, no matter what we go through, we have to understand that it is a challenge in this journey, but we don't remain where we fall. We don't remain where we are the challenge. We don't remain there. We have to keep on keeping on. We have to keep on pushing because situations can make you give up. Men can make you give up. Situations can make you give up. Where sometimes you don't even understand what you are going through. And sometimes you can easily give up concerning your life, concerning everything you are going through. But hey, I want you to be encouraged. Don't give up. Don't give up. Keep on keeping on. Keep on focusing on what you are doing. Keep on trusting the Lord. Keep on pushing. Keep on pushing. Because life is about night and it's about day. During the night, something happens. You are resting. But during the day, you see light again, which symbolically of what? Hope. That is why the psalmist says that he said, We may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Seasons and times of life are unpredictable. But you have to trust God. You have to trust God in whatever you go through. Mephibosheth, breaker of shame, despiser of shame never anticipated the nurse had good intentions she never thought this would happen to this little boy 
I believe she will never forgive herself. But this is what happened. Life got him broken. I don't know which part of your life is broken. I don't know who has hurt you. I don't know what you are going through. I don't know what challenges you have to deal with. But I'm here tonight to encourage you that it is not yet over. You have to understand that God is still in the business of reaching out to us. He's still in the business of doing us favor. He's still in the business of touching our life. He's still in the business of honoring us. He's still in the business of healing us. He's still in the business of delivering us. Whatever we have encountered, whatever we see, whatever we go through, we just have to have faith and confidence in the Lord that he is faithful. He is faithful. And as far as his faithfulness is concerned, he will never give up on us. The little boy got broken. There was no hope for him. He was taken from the scripture already. was taken to a place called Lodiba. Lodiba is a place of no communication. Lodiba is symbolic of a slum place. He was raised in the palace with all the palace protocols and privileges. With all the good things that were happening around him. Now he has lost everything and has to go and start life all over again. Sometimes you might lose things. Don't kill yourself because you lost them. But you have to understand that there are phases and seasons of life. Mephibosheth lost everything. He lost everything through circumstances. Through unforeseen challenges. Through accidental means. And he has to end up in Lodiba. He has to be flexible to be able to eat the food of Lodiba. He has to be flexible enough to be able to get acclimatized and used to, to Lodiba. Sometimes we have certain tastes. Our life, we are built to a certain level. And when issues come, we find it difficult to be able to relax our wine skin and reduce our ego and pride. So that we will accept that we are not living in good times. So we need to be able to cut down on our expenditure, cut down on our taste, cut down on certain things. But we don't want to be able to accept that. And still yet, when we are even in luck, or when business is not the way it's supposed to be, or money is not coming the way it's supposed to be, we still want to live that kind of life lifestyle we have set to ourselves putting undue pressure and unnecessary pressure on us life will never be able to move on an even plane there will always come some times where there will be dives and shaking you have to be flexible enough to readjust because we are not in competition in this life the best competition you have is with yourself there are people who are living today they don't have peace the peace they don't have is not because god doesn't want to give them the peace but the peace is that they have accepted things upon themselves trying to live a false life life to please people out there in the open but behind the scenes they are struggling they are owing they are having all kinds of stress they can't sleep instead of them beginning to live within their means they are living beyond their means because they are finding difficult to readjust god is a faithful god he created us to learn to be able to readjust that is why you can get certain plants or certain flowers at certain point they open up at certain times they close it is important that there is a need for us to know that this life requires us to be flexible when you were born what you receive when you grow is a different thing circles you enter into places you go to situations that comes to you should always teach you and i a lesson that flexibility is key in the midst of the covid 19 probably you have certain expenditure level you have a certain lifestyle you have places you took your children to in terms of school in terms of whatever now your work is not there your budget is not reaching prudence wisdom means that sit with them let them understand remove them from wherever they are take them to another place 
place. Be able to manage your resources. Nobody is challenging you or fighting you. You are not in competition with them. Please get it. Mephibosheth was in the palace when it was there and he has access to it. He enjoyed it. But when he has to fall and ended up in Lodiba, he still went ahead to eat what was offered him in Lodiba. There are people today, they can never come down. So because of that, they have to live a false life. They have to borrow to live that life. One of the critical wisdom I've learned in life is that I don't put pressure on myself. What I cannot do, I will not force it to do. I have learned and consistently learned like Paul to be able to abase and to abound. When I have it, I will use When I don't have, I am content. Contentment, Bible says, is a great game. You have to understand because this life can never be smooth for you. It can never be smooth. It is not yet over. Don't put undue pressure on yourself and put pressure on God. Learn to understand that flexibility is a critical thing as far as working with God is concerned. And it's not yet over. Mephibosheth landed in Lodiba, deprived of everything he knows of, but the gentleman still kept hope alive. Reason why people will get sad, they will get to kill themselves and try to rob, cheat people and all of those things is because they are trying to put up a certain facade. Please don't do that. God never called us to stress ourselves. He called us to be okay. As a pastor, as a minister, if you come here, I am building a church and everything. I don't put pressure on myself. I'm not rushing for loans. I'm not trying to do anything. I am just living within the budget that I could. And steadily and systematically, we are doing what we need to do. It is called wisdom. It is called wisdom. So when I sleep, I have to sleep. You have to know when God supplies and when God does not supply. When God supplied to Elijah and the ravens stopped coming, God found another place to send him to go and be fed by the widow of Zarephath. God is our provider. One of the things you should be guided of is that always make it a mind to hear from God about your life. And don't let society put pressure on you to perform what you cannot do. Don't live a life to please anyone. Live a life to please yourself. Mephibosheth never expected because we can all not anticipate life. He never thought for once. He was born a healthy child. He never thought for once. He will be dropped at one point in his life that he will break his legs and be paralyzed. Bible says that we should guide our heart because out of it comes the issues of life. It is very, very critical for you to guide your life. For you to guide your life. It is not yet over. It is not yet over. Be wise. God is still working out something. God is still working out on some. 102 verse 30 says that you will arise and have mercy on Zion for the time to favor her. Yes, the set time has come. The set time has come. There is a set time for somebody for God's favor. But you have to understand that God will only work with you when you understand the way he does things. When you are flexible enough, when you are content with what he has to do, you have to learn that God will take you progressively over one face or the other. Where God has not yet taken you, don't stretch yourself to get there. Don't stretch yourself. Sometimes that is what we do with God. And we think God is not faithful. And we come questioning God. And we have problem with God. And God is like this. You, you cannot set your standard and now come and pull God to go and validate that standard. It can never be. Though God is God, you have to know that God works by his standard and not by our standard. Mephibosheth, breaker of shame, living in the palace, everything all right. All of a sudden, something happened. But he has to make do with low diba. A place of no communication. A place of slam. A place of debasing. 
but he's still hoping on the Lord. Though he was from the palace. You mean to say, do you know who I am? When he said, oh, so can we? He said, no, no, I can't eat these things. Because I used to, you used to eat jollof. You used to eat chicken. You, but now you don't even have the means. Why don't you work on your taste? For once. Because it's a season. And these two shall pass. Typologically, this story of David and Mephibosheth depicts the love of God through Christ for us. Theologically, there is a way we look at certain things, certain scriptures and what it depicts. For instance, Exodus, children of Israel going to Egypt and becoming slaves is more like being in sin and they being brought out is more like salvation. Moses was a type or the deliverer. It was a type of Christ delivering us from our place of sin and conquering the works of the devil and setting us free. That is ending and destroying the works of Pharaoh. It's a typology. So typologically, this story depicts the love of God through Christ for us. In other words, to save and to deliver us. Sinners from the death of sin, which is Lodiba. Lodiba, a place of lowness. Lodiba. He said, and restore us to the fellowship of the king. That is coming to the palace and dining with the king. You realize that eventually David steps into the house and David now throws an invitation to Mephibosheth, who has been forgotten, sends his entourage, his emissaries, into Lodiba and fetch Mephibosheth from this place and brings back Mephibosheth and restores Mephibosheth back to his original position at the king's table, back to the original position of the restoration of everything he has lost. In the same vein, when you trust God, and you are flexible with God. Maybe today you might be going through your lowest ebb. But your trust in the Lord will cause him to restore you again. You shall be restored. And all that you have lost shall be restored back unto you again. Because every situation you are going to remember is his temporal. That is why the psalmist said that. Yea though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Your rod and your staff they comfort me. And he didn't end there in the verse 5. He said you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies before the table was prepared in the presence of his enemies he has to go through the valley experience that is where most of us give up whether we like it or not there is no an escape route to our mountain top the the route to our mountain top is always through the valley but we have to trust the judgment of god which is his rod and his staff whenever we get to those critical moments we just have to lean on him to guide us to navigate through those challenging and through stormy times and through those wilderness and we have to consistently abide with him. Men will even reject us. They will call us names. We will get disappointed. We will get discouraged but we don't need to give up because it is a journey. Because why? We are looking forward to the mountaintop and the mountain tells us how he sets a table before us. A table before us. In the presence of our enemies. Who are enemies? Those that thought that this is going to be the end of us in the wilderness. Those that thought that Mephibosheth's end has come. Because he has left the palace. He's ended up in Lodiba. And you can imagine those who might know him as a prince. The way they are going to tease him. Yes, we will call you names. They will see you today. That you don't even have a car. You used to have and you are walking. Or you have a car and you have to go and borrow food. They will laugh at you. Or to go and borrow food. They will laugh at you. Or do something. They will laugh at you. Yes, they will mock you but please don't let that discourage you you still have to believe and to trust god and know that it is not yet over it is not yet over it is just a time it's a temperament it's a season but 
the Lord shall bring you out. People maybe you took care of, you fed them now, it's their turn to support you. They are forget. Bible says that and the, the butler forgot Joseph. But when the time of God's visitation came, the butler remembered his fault and remembered Joseph. So he says that you prepare a table in the presence of my enemies. He said you anoint my head with oil. There is always the time where God will rejuvenate us. The oil comes to, to, to be applied onto the sheep so that every spot of sickness, of pain, of the things he has gone through, the wilderness, the, the things that are pricking, the sores that have been there, the oil comes to heal and to suit his skin. God comes in to heal us and to be able to refresh us again. There's a time of refreshing and our cups will run over. Why? Because we have waited upon the Lord. We have stayed with him. We have gone through it. We have paid the price with him and listen, when the time came, the cup of Mephibosheth ran over. What was the cup? There was restoration for him. Ah, David said, I will restore unto you everything that belongs to Saul, your grandfather. And not only that, but you will eat continually at my table. It is important for you to understand that whenever we walk with the Lord, our cup, when the time of restoration comes, our cup will run over. Whatever we lost, we shall be restored. He said, your cup shall run over. Your cup will run over. Why? Because I have brought you to this time where I have healed your wounds, where I have taken you out of the challenges and the stress, where you were able to walk with me, where you understood the time of sacrifice, the time of letting go, the time of, of need and the time of living within your means and you never stretch yourself, but you live according to what you have to do. They laugh at you. Though they mocked you, though they call you names, you still endured. And now is the time where I want to honor you. And God will honor you and I publicly. Ah, and our enemy shall be put to shame. Because why? Once upon a time you endured. You endured. You endured. And the verse 6 of Psalm 23, I love it. He said, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Why would that goodness follow you? It will follow you and I because we were able to walk with God in that understanding. He said, and I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The greatest work of faith is to know that God is keeping your back. He's keeping your back. And he took care of that of Mephibosheth. And it's not yet over. David is the typology of God in this story. Why is it that it is not yet over? Number one, it is not yet over because God is a promise keeper. David kept his promise to show us that God is a promise keeper, trustworthy. God is trustworthy. Remember I told that David is like a type of God, a typology of God. He came in, saw me, he said, is there anyone in the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake. That kindness is talking about Jonathan and David had a covenant. They had a covenant. And that covenant was brought into being when David has finished Goliath. First Samuel chapter 18 from verse 1. He has finished killing Goliath. He now stood before the king. And when he stood before the king, Bible says that when from verse 18 verse 1. First Samuel 18 verse 7. Now when he had finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David. And Jonathan loved him as his own soul. So Saul took him that day and would not let him go home to his father's house anymore. And verse 3 says that then Jonathan and David made a covenant because he loved him as his own soul. And the verse 4 says that then Jonathan took off the robe which is symbolic of his royalty and authority. He took it out and gave it to David. Showing that from now on I have transferred though I am the next in line but I have transferred that authority and that right to you. 
That is what it means by the rope. He gave him, taking off his rope and giving it to David. He said that was on him and gave it to David with his armor. They're talking about his protection. His shield that I'm trusting you that you can protect me and you can keep me from today. Take over. My protection is in your hands. And said, even to his sword, he's trying to tell him that this is what I live by. This is what makes me who I am as a man. But I am trusting you that as I give you my sword, it means that I have given you my life. And he said, his bow and his belt, is your, the bow is what he stands for to fight with as an archer. He said, from today, you are my warrior and you are my guide and you are my eye. And he says, the belt, the belt is what holds us together. He said, from today, you are holding me together. In other words, there is nothing of me, Jonathan, that you, David, does not have. I am one with you. He had that covenant and, 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 and subsequently they had other covenant. The final one was when he escaped from his father, Jonathan's father Saul, where David and Jonathan entered to God, where Jonathan told himself from now on, David, I know you will surely be the king of Israel, but when you come onto the throne, remember my family, remember them, as if Jonathan knew he's going to die. And because David is a type of God, and God put him on there. In this story I just read to you. When David came into the palace. He remembered. He remembered. And said. David kept his promise to show us that God is a promise keeper. Trustworthy. He remembered and he said. Is there still anyone who is left of the house of Saul. That I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake. Ladies and gentlemen. There are things we are doing here today. And we think God as forgotten. I want you to know that there are angels that are taking record of our works. Although men will not appreciate what we do. Although society will not appreciate what we do. Although people will not appreciate what we do. But God who is faithful is taking note of whatever we are doing. That is why he says that whatsoever our hands finds to do, we should do it with all our might. We should do it with all our strength. Because why? God is the rewarder. We are not doing unto man, we are doing it to God. Numbers 23 verse 18 to 20 says that then he took up his oracle, talking about Balaam. When Barak has invited him to come and curse Israel, he said that he took up his oracle and said, rise up Balak and hear. Listen to me, son of Zippor. God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said and will he not do? Or has he spoken and will he not make it good? Behold, I have received a command to bless. He has blessed and I cannot reverse it. God is faithful. When he blesses us, no man can reverse it. And I came all the way to let you know that you have to trust God. You have to say that this is over. The sickness is over. The, the challenge is over. The financial struggle is over. The job loss is over. The business issue is over. The lack is over. The debtors issue is over. It is over not because of anything, because it is over because God is a promise keeper. There is a covenant between you and God. And God will honor that covenant as he honored it for Mephibosheth. Number two, God is a king. And kings live by their words. David showed kindness to the house of Saul to show us that the kindness of God towards us is unsearchable. Psalm 118, verse 1 to 6. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for his good, for his mercy endures forever. Two, let Israel now say, his mercy endures forever. Three, he said, let the house of Aaron now say, his mercy endures forever. Four, let those who fear the Lord now say, his mercy endures forever. Five, he said, I call on the Lord in distress. 
the Lord answered me and set me in a broad place. Six. He said, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? And it's critical for you to understand that God is a king. He lives by his word. He said, my word have I exalted about myself. He is covenanted by his word. And we have to understand that he's a kind God. He's a kind God. That is why it is over. And the psalmist said that the Lord is on my side. Who will I fear? You don't need to fear. We don't need to fear. We don't need to fear. Number three, God is our restorer. If you and I will understand, the story will read, David restored everything Mephibosheth has lost. To prove to us that no matter what we have lost, he is our restorer. No matter what we have lost, he is our restorer. Maybe you are listening to me. Maybe you have lost finance. You have lost money. You have lost an investment. You have lost a loved one. You have lost some land. You have lost some property. You have lost certain things due to this COVID and the situations that is surrounding all over the world. There is something that you have lost. You have lost your joy. But I came here to let you know that God is a restorer. He's a restorer of everything that we have lost. That is why we can say it is not yet over. When Job went through the trial times of his life, Bible said, and the Lord restored Job. He did not only restore him, but he restored him greater than his beginning. Greater than his beginning. The beauty of God, of God's restoration is that whenever God restores us, he does not restore us to our previous. He restores us to something better and bigger than where he picked us from. And I can assure you, there is going to be a greater restoration for your life. Because he said, for everything we went through, he's going to restore us double. And I prophesy into your life, you shall receive a double restoration. God of love, God of power. Thank you for listening. This is a message from ICGC Yawa Temple, East Lagon. We know you've been blessed by God's Word. For more practical teachings from Reverend Ismaila Awudu, visit us online at www.icgceastlagon.com or email yawatempleicgc at gmail.com. Do contact us on 57 or 057-22-60434. Worship with us on Sundays, Maximum Life Service, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Tuesdays, Master Class Service, 5 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Fridays, Breakthrough Service, from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Connect with us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. Oh, I'm coming. No greater